quite busy this morning, isn't it? Quite a few people here, which is always a, an encouraging sign. Um, so one of the things, if you're here for the first time... Um, oh, dear. Oh, she's not in there. That's good. I'll just... Like, no! No, there's a great story. I'll, I'll give you... When we were at um, Cor- Cornerstone, I did this thing where I, I did a, um, um, a little demonstration with a lad, um, Caleb. Do you remember it? Yeah. And Caleb was on a stool at the back and um, he was standing on this stool and I was doing all these things and then um, he, he, I can't remember what happened but he basically ended up nosediving off of it onto the floor and um, it was like the worst demonstration I've ever done with a young person it was like a complete safeguarding nightmare and uh, I thought at that point I was going to end up on some sort of register or something, it was terrible uh, really neglectful, so don't allow me to do any demonstrations with children at the front ever, it doesn't work out um, that well Right, so on that happy note, let's uh, carry on. So last week, if you're here visiting, last week we looked at um, basically, uh, everyone's got like a, a 2020 vision, haven't they? It's the buzzword, it's 2020. Yeah, we've got a 20, everyone's got to have a 2020 vision. Have you got a 2020 vision? Yeah. You've got one on your tables for your own life? If you've not got one, you've got to get one. Everyone's got to have one. That's, that's what it feels like. Every business, new 2020 vision. Every church, new 2020 vision. It's just the way it is. And, um, and so we've, we've been meeting here as a church plant for a year and um, we, we really felt like God's spoken in lots of different ways about some things. We had an initial sense of our values and our mission um, to kind of be a church that would honour Jesus, that would make disciples and that would reach nations. That was what we moved from Medway, believing about 18 months, two years ago. Uh, we literally moved into a, a new house. We bought a house here a couple of weeks ago. It's amazing. Thank you for those who've been praying for us. We've had so many people who've been supporting us, helping us move in, painting, cooking meals for us. It's, it's genuinely been amazing. And we're just really, really thankful for the way that you've received us and helped us to kind of put roots down here. It's been excellent. Um, but the reason we've moved um, isn't just to do Sundays and have a great coffee and encourage one another and then go off in the week, not see one another, and then just do that every Sunday. We could do that. Some churches do that. It's not what we're about. We've not moved for that. We firmly believe that God has called us to make disciples, both of one another. So if you're here this morning, that looks like us encouraging one another on in faith. And it also looks like making disciples of those who don't yet know Jesus, of family, of work colleagues, of people we hang out with, maybe at hockey clubs or whatever that looks like. And so over the last year, we've kind of refined a little bit the sense of what God's been saying to us and really this year what we really want to give ourselves to. We're only a little church plant. Uh, about a month or two ago, someone helpfully pointed out on this wall that it says it takes five years for a coffee plant to produce beans. We are a plant. We're a small church plant that's just been established. A family of five came and moved and now there's, if we use this as a metric, there's about 30, 35 of us here this morning, most of whom are local. But we're all in on different levels. We're all here. Some are looking in. Some have literally moved house to be a part of it um, and everything in between. And so we would be wrong to look at this plant that Sonia really existed probably for a year and say, start producing stuff. What are you doing missionally? What are you engaging with in the town? We we would strip ourselves bare of any any small bits of fruit we're producing within moments. And the roots would shrivel up. With any plant, the roots have to go down deep. It sort of sucks in the nutrients of the local soil. And then over a period of time, it's different for some trees than it is for others, different plants. But over a number of months or years, it will then start to see those first shoots of things producing. And So we've really thought, right, in this next year, now we really know one another. 
um, and we're starting to build a bit of a foundation. What is it that God's been talking to us about? We could come up with so many clever ideas. We could just carbon copy where we've come from, couldn't we? Or we could copy where Jonathan and Teresa have come from. Let's just do what they did. Let's just do what every other... Let's do everything for all people. Let's try... We'll do a parenting course, a marriage course, an alpha course. Let's do all the courses. We'll do a cap course. We'll do every, all the courses we can. You look around the room and go, who's going to do all that? <laughs> Put your hands up. Who wants to do all that stuff? We'll burn ourselves out quick. I've been there. I've done that. Um, and, it, and it can get tiring. So really, we've, we've taken a bit of a time for the last year to really pray. We had a bit of a retreat. Um, I think it was in December, and there was about eight of us that went away. We had a, a day at a church in Hartlip, a little Methodist church there. Uh, they got a retreat center. We just spent a day looking at some prophetic words that God had spoken over many years, but some specifically to us as a church plant. Uh, you might remember we had a big enough kind of, I guess it was a bit of a launch, even though we hadn't quite moved yet, um, over at Falston Manor School. And there was about 200 people from across Kent, relational mission churches, and we gathered so many. We were like a feature church that was being prayed for across nations as a new church plant. And we gathered so much kind of prophetic content, loads of it from completely disconnected sources that was all saying the same sort of stuff. And so we've sort of distilled that and tried to really say, God, what is it you're saying to us? And so following on from last week, which is kind of the stuff that we're going to give ourselves to, Today's a little bit more nuts and bolts. So if you're coming in and wondering well, what sort of church is this, hopefully you've got a bit of a vibe during worship, um, that we're not overly organised, we're a bit open for free to the Spirit. I'm not, no, no, not a critique of you, mate. More like we're just, we're open for contributions and the Spirit moving. It's not all front-led. We want to hear what God's doing. The imagination of God is amongst his people. It doesn't just reside in me. It doesn't just reside in Adam. We don't have a Pope in that regard that we're looking to as our conduit to God. All of us have got the Spirit of God dwelling in us if we're believers in Jesus Christ. And He is speaking to us all the time if we would only slow down and listen. That's the sort of church we are. And we believe that Spirit isn't just telling us what to do, but He's also empowering us for mission. That Spirit is the same Spirit that Jesus moved in. It is the Spirit of Jesus, the Son of God. And it, it causes us, it urges us to move towards the least, the last, and the lost. That we've got a message inside of us that isn't of our own. It's a message that's coated in power. And it's a seed that can go into the hearts of young men, women and children. Not just young ones, old ones as well. And birth new life. That's my story. Hopefully that's your story. If it's not your story, then I'd love to chat to you afterwards about how you can hook into that story. And so we've been looking at the book of Acts. And we really felt that in Acts 12, 24, there was a verse that kind of resonated what we would be about. And that's that the word of God grew. So the word of God, imagine this is a Bible. Actually, I'll get a Bible so you haven't got to imagine. So the word of God that resided in people was implanted into the hearts of other people from mouth to ear, from mouth to ear. It was shared verbally as an oral thing. They didn't sit in courses and classes, although they did reason in halls and places like that and synagogues. But mouth to ear, the word was implanted from person to person into each human heart like a seed. Jesus was like that seed sent from heaven into the earth to birth a kingdom. And we have that same kingdom seed in us and we're to share it with other people. And then as it gets watered and nurtured and tended to, it will grow. And then as it grows, much like us as a church plant, it will begin to, begin to bear small shoots of fruit. And then those people go and share. And actually that sharing should begin straight off. We're not waiting, oh, I've been a disciple for six years now, I'm going to go and share the gospel. As soon as you've given your life to Jesus, you've got a story to tell about I was once dead and I'm now alive. It's nothing that I've done, it's nothing that I've earned. I've heard something and in faith I've responded to it. And you know what? I feel strangely different. 
That's my story. I don't know if it's yours. I think it's quite a few people in here. It probably is. That's a powerful story. And so the word of God grew organically like a plant. It grew. And then as it began to bear seed, it multiplied like a strawberry plant exponentially beyond itself. So it couldn't be managed centrally. It just went viral to the nations. Whatever we do as a church plant, we're not to to try and organise it and gather it all centrally. I'm, you know, I'm pulling all the strings. Gordon's got to give permission for everything. Or whoever. Whoever that might be in the years to come. Some leadership team have got to be responsible for everything. Now, there will be some things like the values and the vision that we obviously want to make sure. Are we all about the same work? But essentially, if it's kingdom work and Jesus is being proclaimed as Lord, let's bless it. That's a good thing. Does that sound okay? And so... We want to give ourselves to being a people who grow and multiply the hope of Jesus in the hearts of everyone, everywhere, every day. So this isn't about us just doing it when we want to do it, maybe on an alpha course, or maybe just when we're going to go out on the streets, or maybe just for a month as a special focus month. All of the time, we're on mission to everyone, everywhere, every day. There is no conversation that cannot be redeemed by God for his purposes to bring about salvation. Am I speaking too quick? Did you get that? There is no conversation that cannot be redeemed by God for his purposes toward salvation. So when you're at work, when you're getting someone a coffee, when you're at the water cooler, when you're in the shopping line, wherever it might be, whether you're at the school gates, every conversation, Jesus is this far from. If you've got his spirit in you, that's what I see in the book of Acts, what I see in the Gospels, is Jesus is just somehow engaging with all sorts of odd and strange, with, with funerals, with weddings with people being lynched, with people hiding up trees. Jesus somehow seems to bring everything to, to himself and bring salvation out of it. Whole households, like Christian, seem to get saved. It's not because he had the right techniques, it's because the Spirit of God was at work in him bringing about salvation. And as he was sent, so we are sent. And so we want to grow and multiply, much like that seed is grown and multiplied the hope of Jesus into other people's hearts, wherever we might be. And that hope, we've tried to be quite clever. I'm going to hold this up so you can hopefully see it. Last time I nearly took out a light. Um, <laughs> I'll try not to do that this time. could get electrocuted. So hope, what we want to do is as we multiply ourselves, or the thing that we want to, what are we about? If people say, what, like imagine we're a stick of rock, you break us in half, what runs through the middle of us? It's got to be hope. So that we're a people that honour Jesus. We're a people that obey his word. We're a people who pray beyond ourselves, both for one another, but predominantly like we have today. Who do you know that doesn't know Jesus? Let's pray for him. Who's, who's going to go in that cinema today? Let's pray for him. Like, I can't wait till that place is thriving on a Sunday morning. I'd love us to be in there, like some sort of service in there. I don't know. And then that everyone would be a witness. So you can see we tried to be clever that that's hope. Yeah, and so multiplying hope looks like multiplying these things in one another and in the world. And that's what we're going to give ourselves to. If it's not going to do that, we're not going to do it. That helps us to say no to things as well as saying yes to things. Yeah? And so we can start to look almost at the yield. If we give ourselves to this, does the yield lend itself to that? Any of that? And different things will do, obviously, yield in different areas. Is that okay? Right. And so that's for those of you who are with us for the first time. Now, I'm going to get into some of the nitty-gritty about what we're going to be doing. And so... You guys there are going to struggle to see a little bit because it's going to be on a board here that I can't stand up and there's no way I'm going to be able to hold it up and draw on it. Um, and I could get a guest 
to someone too, but it's probably not going to work. Um, and so you're just going to have to trust me. Um, I'm going to get you all to take a bit of paper, maybe in pairs or something. Can you hand out paper? You hand out pens. Um, just share these on a table in a group. There's not enough for everyone. And what we're going to do, we're going to plot. Um, has anyone got love? Can I borrow your water? I'm starting to dry out. Is that all right? Thank you. Right, okay. So, at the moment, some of the things that we've been doing as a church is as a Sunday, we have a Sunday at Costa. So what I want you to do is on your bit of paper, much like I've done on this board, which most of you can't see, so it's not that helpful unless you're sat here, I want you to draw um, a chart which has got like Monday through to Sunday for four weeks, a bit like a month. So can you do the lines for that? So you've got four columns and... No, seven columns, four rows. Yeah, can you hold it up and wave it around? Just watch the bit at the back. Is that all right? So Adam is going to wave it around. So wave the board around so you can see it. Can you do without your water, love? Is that all right? Thank you. Right, so Adam's going to show you. So we're just doing a bit of a month calendar. A bit of a month calendar, if you can see it. Okay, and so, hey, Kevin's got it, he's on it, Kevin's on it, right, okay, and so, have you all got your, book? Have you all got your little month calendar, it hasn't got to be perfect, if you know me with my, I didn't do an art degree, so mine is very, very ropey, so Monday to Sunday, and then we've got four weeks, I've not really thought this through, so this could really be a bit of a nightmare to do, but we'll see, We'll critique it afterwards, not during, maybe. That would be helpful. Don't heckle me. Um, okay. And so, if you need to put it down for the sake of arms, are you all right with it? You can just hold it all the way. Yeah, yeah, good service. So, as a church plant, we've, we've kind of got to the point where we need to... Like, the vision for our church the, is multiplication. That big X there helps us remember that we've got honouring Jesus, obeying his word, praying beyond ourselves, everyone a witness... And we're trying to multiply that in everyone. That's what the logo stands for. It's easy to remember. Hopefully when you're with someone, you could quite easily repeat that. It wouldn't take too long to remember that. And that's basically, as disciples, what we're about. As a church plant, that's what we're about. That's what we're going to give ourselves to. And the challenge we've had is we're now at the point where we need to multiply. We've got 35 people here on a Sunday. Um, We've just moved house. We're lucky if we can get 15 people in our front room or our dining room. Jonathan and Teresa have moved house. We've had 20, 25, and that's been people having to sit in another room listening in. Um, you know, and so there, there are very few of us that can get all of us in the front room. And if we're going to keep growing at this rate, we need to multiply. Yeah, if you know you're going to have another couple of babies, you probably need to get a bigger house or put an extension on. You get ready ahead of time. You don't wait till the babies come and then go, oh, we didn't think about that. You start thinking ahead of time, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that was no critique of your, <laughs> your decision-making. I'm really sorry. We'll talk about that afterwards, yeah. <laughs> and, and so we're at the point where there are a few things. If we want to see this vision fulfilled, if we, if we believe Jesus has called us to be fruitful, if, if we believe he's called us to see many more pay, people want, want to face, like at the moment, 
most of us, knowing who's in the room, believe in Jesus. We've got some degree of faith. You know, we've got either a historical one or a living one right now. There are very few that are here on a Sunday who don't know Jesus. There are about 64, 65,000 people in and around Sittingbourne and the surrounding areas who probably don't have that same story. So we're going to need a lot more coffee shops. We're going to need a lot more front rooms. And if we believe that's what Jesus has called us, that's why we've moved. We believe it as a family. That's why we've moved. And for many of you, I know that's why you're here, because you've, you've heard that story and you believe it. And you want to be a part of it. You want to give yourself to the mission of God in our day and age so that we might see many people added to the kingdom. Added into fellowship with us. That's exciting. And so we need to multiply houses. We need to multiply other connection points. And we need to multiply. All those things have got to be about multiplying the words, mouth to ear, mouth to ear, into other people's hearts and growing disciples. So that will grow and then that would multiply. Not just amongst ourselves, like let's just sit in Bible studies for the next 20 years, all growing deep theological doctrinal knowledge, but it gets stuck with us. It doesn't get shared with anyone. I'm not up for that. And so what we're going to do is we're going to need to multiply a few things. Now the first thing we want to do is none of this can be done apart from prayer. We need to give ourselves to praying. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to give ourselves, if you want to just write on your bit of paper but not in your chart, just number, number one, put prayer. Okay, so we're going to give ourselves to multiplying prayer. And the way that we're going to do that is in monthly prayer meetings. So um, at the moment we've been meeting uh, every week in a house. Um, we've called them house groups, just not very original, is it? Um, but they've been house groups. Um, and so the first house group meeting of the month um, is actually going to be an all-together prayer meeting. So I'm going to put that in on a Wednesday. I know not everyone can make a Wednesday, but I'm just for the sake of this, we're going to... And put that in there. So I'm just going to put prayer or pray in there. For, so week one. Okay, the second thing that we're going to give ourselves to is leading with prayer and, and the gospel. And so what we mean by that is looking for opportunities when we're at work, when we're out and about on the town, of, of basically, like, hello, how you do? Like, I did this the other day in Holland. I shared this last week. We went up to some people. We went out in pairs. There was about, I think, 20 of us who went out in pairs. And we just went out for an hour. And we engaged with people saying, hello, we're here. Blessing the local community. Is there anything we can pray for you for? Um, and you'll be ama- amazed at the amount of people that say yes. About 60% statistically in the UK of people will say yes. I've got something you could pray for. And most of those will let you pray there and then. Now the amazing thing is once you pray for someone, you can then say, have you got a couple of minutes? I'd love to share with you how I came to know Jesus. Or I'd love to share with you my journey of faith. Again, about 60% of those people will say Yes. So you start doing, you think, okay, that's almost half of anyone that you engage with. Statistically, if there's enough of you going out, there'll be some teams that will go out and it'll just be no, 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 which is what we found. Then there'll be other teams that actually find that they get to do that. And when we get to share our story of faith, all of a sudden we're into sort of sharing the gospel with people. And there's practical ways we can teach and train, which we have done already, but we need to keep doing that, reminding ourselves of that gospel story. And we just go with what's most effective. When we find the, the best and the simplest way of sharing the gospel, that's what we're going to use. So the tools we use, there's nothing special and powerful about them other than it's the gospel. So people get saved when they go on Alpha because of the gospel. Not because of the sessions, but because of the gospel. People get saved when there's just people having a conversation at the table. Not because of the, the way the conversation's gone. Not because of the right answers, but because of the gospel. It's the gospel that is the salvation of God for mankind. Jesus Christ himself. And so we're just looking for the best way of communicating that. And so that's number two. 
So I'm going to put gospel. That means basically gospel. I'll put gospel sharing. So we're going to give ourselves to just practicing with one another and literally going out and then keeping one another accountable during our hope group meetings of like how we get in on we doing this. And, so, and we're almost asking one another, please ask me how I'm getting on with that. And so we would all grow in that. Now, for some of us, it'll look like me going out every Friday on market day, grabbing Jonathan or Teresa or someone else that's around, maybe Jerry or Sarah if they're about, and just going out for an hour, just faithfully every week going out. For others of you, it looked like my, once a month, well, I'm just going to go out on a Saturday morning for an hour and, and do it. Or it might just be, actually, I'm going to try my friendship network first. And family and friends that I know who don't know Jesus that I've prayed about, and I think I'm going to start there. But we're all going to sort of like, okay, if this gospel has changed my heart, surely it could change other people's. And if we believe that, why are we not sharing it? That's what we've we got, we, not in a heavy way, but let's really like believe it and go for it and see what happens. Genuinely, like 97 people, I think, or 92 people heard the gospel a couple of weeks ago in Holland when we went out for an hour. One person came to faith. And you know what? That was the most amazing thing ever. And all of us in the room, when we gave the feedback, rejoiced because of that one person. Whereas the other teams had healthy conversations and opportunities, some knockbacks. But because of that one person, everyone felt like, wow, this was worth going out. And so if we're just hearing that, if we could all give ourselves to that in some way, shape or form, I think we'd grow in faith. I think things would become a little bit more like we see here in Acts. It's a bit more exciting. That's what discipleship looks like. The third thing we're going to give ourselves to is multiplying what we're going to call no longer house groups, but because they're multiplying this hope, honouring Jesus, obeying his word, praying beyond ourselves, everyone a witness, is we're going to give ourselves to multiplying hope groups. And so we've sent out a little um, thing during the the last couple of weeks that was a, a doodle survey. It's basically a thing where you can click on there what days and times you're available to go along to a, a hope group. And so we're going to move from one group on a Wednesday night at 6 till 8 with food. It's looking like we've got a few more people we need to hear from, but it's looking like it'll be a Thursday and a little bit later. So it'll be a Thursday without food, and then we're going to try and see how we can kind of encourage people to commit to one group or another group so that they don't all just go, I don't know, Jonathan and Teresa say, we'll lead a group, and then me and Natalie go, we'll lead a group, and everyone ends up going to Jonathan and Teresa. Me and Natalie are sat there every night going, oh, where is everyone? And they've got 35 people in their group, can't get them all in the house. And everyone, we're sat there like, no one's come to our hope group, hope, hope group tonight, what's going on? So we're going to try and encourage people based on geography and what they said on the spreadsheet to start somewhere. Um, and they're going to meet basically 20 times a year because they're going to be meeting fortnightly. So they'll meet on week two and week four. So if you want to put those in on your thing, week two and week four. And so we'll put them in on a Thursday... I've put HG in there. You'll obviously only go to one of those. But I'm just trying to show you what an average month might look like. Okay, number four is... You can tell already it's taken me about 15, 20 minutes to communicate what we're about as a church. Now, every time we've got new people coming in, we've got some here this morning, it's been great to chat with them, but... Unless we're copying this and sharing this every single week, people aren't really going to catch that. And so we've had Ruth and Stan come along recently, um, and they've heard this, but when we have new people come along and and hear this sort of stuff, we really want to be saying, right, this is what we're about. So I recently met with Ian and Bronwyn, um, and we've had a, a, was it once or twice? I think it was twice. 
Um, it was twice. Sarah's saying it was twice. But we went through basically what is an embryonic kind of a vision and values course. What are we about? It's literally over an evening, and it's communicating the basics of this. It's not like sign on the dotted line in blood. It's nothing like that. Um, but this is just about who are we, what are we about, what are we giving ourselves to, and kind of what, what are the expectations? So as a church, do we have expectations of one another? And do you have expectations of us? As a, as a, we, have, we don't have an eldership yet. We don't have deacons yet. We don't have, but we have people who are, are leaders and are leading observably, um, and people recognise them. But, but there is always an expectation. So when people are coming in, is there an expectation on what we're going to do, what we're not going to do? What are we giving ourselves to? And so we have a sense of clarity on that, but it's really helpful for us to have a succinct way where we can communicate that with one another, and maybe a few people could do that. So again, it's not me having to run around everyone's house to try and catch them up in the vision of what we're about. And so the next thing we're going to do, which we will do initially in the Hope Groups, is we're just going to, well, I'm just going to put membership, but it's not membership. There's not like a sign on the dotted line, but it's a real sense of people saying, actually, yeah, I'm about trying to reproduce that. I'm up for that. I'm up for you helping me to do that. I'm up for you asking me questions about that. And what we're going to do is then we, we know who we're responsible for in that way. And if people are saying, actually, we don't want to do that, then we know we're not responsible for people in the same way. Because this is all we're giving ourselves to, is these things. If we start giving ourselves to anything, everything and anything beyond that, we're, we're going to lose a sense of what God's called us to do. Does that sound all right? Okay, and so... When we're going to do that is basically going to be in these hope groups over the first couple of weeks, and then we can refine that process. There'll be some literature and some little bits and bobs, a couple of little flyers and stuff that will help us with that. The next thing is number five. So at the moment, we meet on Sundays at Costa. So every Sunday, you might want to put Costa. And so you can see if people are able get to get along here on a Sunday, which all of you are, and maybe get connected into a group because we try to make sure there's one that you're able to connect into. Initially, we're just going to multiply to two, but very soon I think we're going to go to a third. I think 35, you think, well, that's 12 in three groups, 36 people. That would be great if we could get everyone connected in, in that way. There's a few people that aren't here this morning, um, so that's a great way of doing that. And then hopefully those three can then give birth to a fourth um, but you can see, so there's a, a large public gathering where we're all together and it's big vision. It's harder to engage with one another. I can't really ask Ruth and Stan, how's your week been? What's been? There's just too much going on. It's not the place to really be known and loved. But in a hope group, that's a place really where you can start to share your burdens. You can encourage one another. And what it's going to do is take what we've been talking about on Sundays and kind of try and apply that to our day-to-day lives. And they're going to meet um, every other week. So there's 20 of those throughout the year. And because we're not going to meet over the summer and over Christmas because there will just be other things that we do. That then makes it really good for people who want to host or lead those because it means they're not going to you know, have to do 52 weeks a year until they burn out or leave the church or die. You know, one, one or other of those. Hopefully none of those three would happen. Yeah, not on my watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, eventually, yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, but again, in a, in a group of, say, about 12 people, you can't really be known in the way that, if I'm sat here with Jitte and her mum, like, we can really have a deep talk about our house move and how difficult it's gone. And, you know, and our, our, I've hated painting loads of rooms and it's burning me out. And actually, I'm beginning to get the shakes. And they can minister to me and love me. If I try and do that in a big room like this, you know, it just sucks the life out of it. 
Um, it's not the right setting. And so we really want to try and produce a setting where people can be known and loved on a deeply personal level. And so we're going to have something that we're going to call running partners. And so I want you to imagine, like, I used to be a running coach, used to do a lot of running, you can tell used to, because I've put a few pounds on since then. Um, but when you go out running with two or three other people, or maybe go to the gym, or whatever it is, you get a lot of time to go along, and you're having a bit of a chat, because you're not running so fast, you're not sprinting all the time, you're just sort of getting to a point where you can have a bit of a conversation. And, and these really is where, where you're going to get very personal prayer. So these are the things where... It can really be about your day-to-day, about your life. And they're going to meet on week three. And the good thing about these is because they're going to be small groups of three or four, which are self-organised, we're not going to organise them for you, although we can help you find a, a running partner if you'd like one, is they can meet on any day of that week, really, or actually any time in the month. We don't need to organise that for you. So if I was, say, meeting with Nat Turner and with Ian... Um, and maybe we stand, we would just get to, get, right guys, what can we do? And then we look at our diaries, right, the next one is going to be an early, before work on a Monday. So and that works for us, whereas there might be three people who all commute up to London, you say, let's make one, we could do it on the train on the way out there, and we could actually do it on the way back. Rather than do it monthly, we could actually do it a couple of times a month, that would be great, wouldn't it? And, um, and we would give you resources for that, that will help you facilitate those conversations. So the great thing is, we don't need leaders in each group, but we'll actually give you some things that just help you ask the right sort of questions. And then it really needs vulnerability, so people to enter into saying, look, this is what's going on in my life. And then accountability, as a sense of like, would you pray for me and ask me how I'm getting on with trying to iron some of this stuff out. That's what discipleship looks like. Vulnerability and accountability. And asking the Holy Spirit, would you help me to honour you as I obey your word? So we're looking at the word of God and saying, right, I have got unforgiveness in my heart. Something that happened years ago. God, would you help me with that? And then the other people in the group really helping you in a way that you might not feel comfortable doing in a group of 12 people. Or on a Sunday with a group of 35, 50, 100, whatever. Does that sound okay? Right. And then the last thing, number six. What we're going to need is as we begin to multiply different settings, if we start to see multiplication, we're, we're soon going to need to multiply what we're doing here. So not just running partners. They're a bit like rabbits. Rabbits reproduce very quickly. And so running partners can just happen like that all over the place. We don't really need to do a lot with that. Hope groups may be a bit more like, what, a dog? Dogs don't reproduce as quickly as rabbits, do they? Or cats. Um, but that, that, So for those, we're going to need to be a bit more involved. It's going to take a bit longer to do. But then also Sundays, we're not far off of before this is going to need to multiply, either to another meeting a bit later, or maybe in, even into the cinema of an evening, maybe a bit more Hillsongy vibe to it to reach some of the younger ones, who knows? Um, we haven't had any ideas about that. We've got some prophetic words about meeting in a cinema, which we thought might be the one down the end, so we laid hands on it and prayed for it. The same day we laid hands on um, Adam outside the Keys, he's now got a job there. So I'm hoping we'll get something down there, maybe even the building. But there's a cinema right there. But they're a bit more like elephants. Sundays, it's a larger thing, and they reproduce a lot slower than rabbits and dogs or cats. And so there's this whole thing of, like, we, we want to see multiplication on every level, both when we meet, because God is adding to us, because we're literally doing this, giving ourselves to sharing what he's given to us, and we're reproducing it in other people, and we're keeping one another accountable, and we're training one another towards that. And so the next thing we're going to do is basically, I'm going to put leadership... 
But we're going to need, and I think we've already got, people who feel responsible for this happening, not just in their own life, but in the lives of others. And so if you're someone who actually... Like, one of the things I heard someone say a couple of weeks ago was, you're looking for leaders who lose sleep at night because of what's going on in the church. That don't mean that the church should be a nightmare and we, none of us can sleep. That's terrible. But actually, who are the people that are actually a bit heavy-hearted about the fact that there's something going on in someone's life there or there? Or that person's just lost their job. Well, this situation's just going on. Or so-and-so's just been evicted from their house. Who are the people that are really burdened by that and are really wrestling with God about that? Not because they've been told to from a position or an appointment, but because it's just who they are. That's the heart of God. And so we're looking for people who really want to be responsible for growing in reproducing this, not only in their own heart, but in other people's hearts. And then every couple of months, we're going to give ourselves, probably on a Sunday night, but I don't know when that will be. It'll be bi-monthly, but that's basically going to be like leadership development stuff. And that's where we're going to get together. We're going to invite in other leaders from across Kent to come and input into what we're doing. And it's basically going to be a chance for these hope group leaders and also people that are sort of taking a bit of a lead in multiplying running partners groups to really grow in God. And so that then hopefully we'll be able to see other sites planted across Sittingbourne over time on Sundays and in other settings as well. Like if we reproduce a coffee, if we produce a coffee shop somewhere on the town, which we've been praying about and looking at venues for, um, we're not there yet. We haven't got the money. We haven't got the people. But what would it look like if there was like a, a Hope Central or something on the high street? There was a drop-in where people can access things like CAP and other services, a food bank drop-in that wasn't an overly religious building they've got coming to a church. It was just a coffee shop, and there was a counselling room out the back, and there was a, like some evangelistic-minded people who were there serving people. That would be great. That would be great. Giving away coffee and food to people who are down and out on the high street who haven't got any money. That would be great. Where people could pay it forward um, and pay for someone else's meal. That would be great. These are the sort of things. We want to transform Sittingbourne on every single level, not just get a great Sunday. In some ways, it would be great if we didn't have this and we were actually starting with some of these other things. Starting smaller, getting roots down, and then growing until this came out of it. But we're starting with where we're at, and so we're almost trying to reverse engineering some things because we're able to do it quite quickly. We've not got a lot of stuff that we need to change. And so, hopefully, you can see that there's a lot of stuff, when you look there, that it looks like we're trying to do. Yeah, there's six things that we're saying, right, we want to make sure this is all happening. But what we're saying, well, we're already doing this. And at the moment, we're doing a weekly hope group, home group. And so we're saying, okay, well, let's move those to fortnightly so we can put a bit more effort into making sure the content is really good. And then actually, the other weeks is we're going to gather together to pray beyond ourselves for the town, for other churches, for other ministries. And then we're going to give ourselves to meeting maybe on week three, but whenever it is in the month for doing that stuff. And then actually, I can be catching up some of the leaders then every couple of months, a smaller setting, um, and really, those people, really, you can put yourself forward for that. I'm not going to go around rallying up people. So if you feel a real sense of, like, actually, I want to be responsible for the mission of God here in Sittingbourne, help me to do that. And I'll be like, yeah, great, but what do we do? Um, it's not my... What, what we want to do is look into people's hearts and say, what have you got a heart for? What would you love to see? How can we help make that happen? Who can we connect you up to? We've got some great people who have been in this town for a lot more years than we have. We were a lot more connected than we are. And together, we can probably start to, a bit like in a, uh, an old-style phone exchange, we can begin to get your vision and connect it into God's heart and start to see some stuff happening. I'm really excited about that. That's what we want to give ourselves to. It's not running it all centrally, but trying to give you the tools and the equipment so that you can run and see some fruit. So does that sound exciting?
Okay. And so what we want to do is basically we're proposing this is going to start in February, but the bit that's going to start is the meeting in hope groups and the prayer. Um, running partners, we're probably going to start in March, and I think the hope groups, the second one will come online in March, because we just need to spend a little bit of time making sure we've got everyone shepherded into the right groups, and then also making sure that the people that are leading that are clear on what they're doing. Initially, I'll probably be in both groups just for the first month or two, just to make sure it's all going well. But after that, we really want to entrust it, and then hopefully look at starting a third one, so that we've got three for when we come back in September. Um, so... That's kind of what we want to give ourselves to. This is how we see ourselves reproducing the hope of Jesus, honouring Jesus, obeying his word, praying beyond ourselves, and everyone being a witness. This is how we see ourselves reproducing that. And we're not trying to cram in loads of... Let's do all of these six things every week. I've been in churches where that happens. I've seen churches where that happens. It gets really tiring really quickly for those who feel a sense of leadership and responsibility. For those who don't, they'll just opt out. And then you won't be doing any of it. They'll do one or two things. They'll just come on the Sunday. And so really we want to try and set the stage so that we can all try and move in the same direction for the same things without it being a heavy, heavy burdensome thing. We're literally giving a, a, day, a night a week and a, and a Sunday. Plus our own life in the day-to-day to try and outwork some of the stuff that we're then focusing on when we're actually together. And that, so that's going to be like the beating heart, really, this hope thing, reproducing that in one another and then starting to reproduce that in the world. And so, just to let you know, I'm just going to finish now. So there are five dates that I want you just to be aware of, a few things that are coming up. Maybe if you can write these on your bit of paper. Make sure you've got a bit of paper for each household, just so you can put these on a calendar when you get home. Um, on The first one is on the 20th of March, Friday the 20th of March. There is what our network of churches has called an enough prayer meeting. Um, we're... I think we're going to be hooking up with the church in Herne Bay. They're going to be hosting one at a little nightclub they use called The Vibe. I've not been there. It looks great from Facebook. I'm really excited. I actually went down there and prayed outside that building with Steve Dunn about a year ago. They're in there now. Really excited about that. Um, And so that's on Friday the 20th of March. It's something like 7 o'clock through till about half 10. So that's an evening one. Not for everyone, but we'd love you to get there. If you're able to, bring your kids, have a bit of a late night. Uh, there'll be food there as well. We'll confirm a few more details, but just get that in the diary. Um, it'd be great to see every household represented. Um, the next one is on the 19th of April, Sunday the 19th of April. So that's when we meet here at Costa. We've got our CAP Life Skills launch talk. Woo! And, um, and I think Ruth and Stan are going to be our CAP Life Skills launch talk um, people. <laughs> so it's exciting. We sort of sent a thing off to CAP and they were like, we've got some people in Sittingbourne um, and they were involved in CAP. I don't know if you know them. I said, oh yeah, we know them a little bit. So, yeah, they're sort of connected in with us, which is great. Um, and so we've got Natalie and Teresa and Chris are kind of starting a CAP Life Skills Centre, which is going to be engaging with people in the local town, basically on how to, how to budget and manage with very little money. So when there's too month, much months left at the end of the money, as they say, um, how do people get by? How do they cook on a budget? How do they manage their resources? We're really excited to start that. It's looking like we're going to do that in partnership with, um, with the Methodist Church. We're just trying to iron out some of the details using their building as a venue. Um, and so that's going to be launching in April. Um, and then the next one is the 15th to the 17th of May. We've got Mike and Suzanne McLeister. That name will be probably nothing to most of you. They lead a church called Hope Church Borders within relational mission. Um, 
I've been up there a couple of times, um, spoke at a men's weekend there. They actually took part in the master's degree that I did. They were a study church. They've, like, basically, what they're doing and our heart and what we want to do is so similar. We're almost like we're, we're, we're copying them in everything that they're doing. Not intentionally, but all of the stuff that we're talking about, even the way that we organise stuff, is so, so similar. Their heart as a, as a leadership couple and as a team is very similar. They've actually decided to adopt us as a church, in, and they're supporting us financially quite a lot of money for the next year. Um, it's about £250 a month. We're just super blessed by that. Like, they have no obligation to us whatsoever. They're not in our region. They're not, you know, they're not our parent church. They've got no one in the church from there. They just, on a heart level, we connect really well. And so we've got Mike and Suzanne. We've invited them down just to come and get in and amongst us for us to hear their story. They've been going like seven years now. They have got a local like, drop-in centre. They've got um, sites. Across, they, they're in the, Hope, uh, in the borders, just sort of south of Scotland. And they've got sort of different expressions of their church across multiple towns um, in, the, in the borders there. It would just be great to hear. It's kind of some of their journey which is the stuff that we're reaching for, some of the decisions we're praying about, how do you, how do you conceive a drop-in centre coming when you've not even got the resources or the people? They've literally prayed everything in, and I think that's what we need to do as well, is pray everything in. So they're going to be with us 15th to the 17th of May. On the Friday night, we'll probably do something with the guys. On the Saturday morning, probably do something um, with the girls, and then there'll be some like, leadership stuff. For those who've said we want to be leaders, you'll get a bit more exposure to them than everybody else. Um, and then on the Sunday, there'll be a, a, a thing where we'll have them all together um, on the Sunday, maybe a lunch as well. So there'll just be lots of opportunities to hear from them, connect with them on a very personal level. Um, so please put those dates in. Um, the next date, 27th to the 30th of May, there's a big kind of gathering thing that our uh, network of churches does called The Call, which is in London, in kind of Euston. Um, it's a leadership, it's a, a, a leadership and missions conference. It's the sort of place where you go, you get a word for the nations. Um, it's the sort of place you go and you meet people all across our network from other nations. There's lo- um, they've got a guy called Bob Roberts, who's an apostolic guy from America. There's all sorts of different people speaking. Mike Betts, Steph Liston. Um, I'd really encourage you, if you're interested in going along to that, I'd love to share the details with you. It's every two years. It's basically a bit like, imagine a family wedding. Um, Mike Betts says, if you... If you like, you don't need to be a leader to go to it. You just need to be leading a dog. It's the sort of place you go to grow. There are seminars, all sorts of stuff. Um, if you'd like to go, I'd love to share the details with you. Um, it's obviously in London, so you've got to travel either up and down or stay up there for the few days. You can just go for one or two days. Genuinely, like having been there, it's the sort of place you really want to immerse yourself into. You're, if you're just going for a day, you're only going to get the benefit of one or two sessions. And you're going to miss so much. Um, and so it's the sort of thing we really want to encourage people, really give yourself to. It's about leadership and missions. Um, and then the last thing is, right at the end of the year, kind of a year away, is on the 18th of December, um, we've got a guy called Andy Kind. Some of you might have heard of him. He's a, a, he's a, he calls himself a, a, a pro-medium, I think, or something. He's basically, a, not a medium, that would that'd be really weird. He's basically a Christian and a comedian. Um, he's a preacher and a comedian. Um, he speaks at all sorts of places. He's really, really good. He's a like, full-time professional here. We've invited him down basically to do a Christmas, probably a curry Christmas comedy celebration. And if we can get any more C's in there, cracker. I don't know. We'll, we'll put that in there. But that's going to be on the 18th of December. And that's the sort of thing, really, over the next year, we want to see people investing in local relationships. 
so that we can all be inviting a friend along. We'll probably hire a big venue for that. Um, we want to see at least 100 people there. Um, there'll be a gospel presentation during it as well. He's not, it's not all Christian. He's like just a very, very funny guy. Not particularly, does not rude, but very, very, very funny. Um, and he's going to be with us the next day on the Sunday. And actually on the night when he's going to be doing the gig, it's actually his 40th birthday, which is great. And um, I know him really well. He's a good friend. Um, and he's kind of up. He's involved in doing a lot of this sort of stuff. So it'll be great to have him with us on the Sunday. So I get there's a lot of information there, um, lots of process, um, quite heavy, but hopefully you can see that this is about, this is really the, the structure through which we see Jesus being made, made known in Sittingbourne. This is what we're going to give ourselves to. And there's going to be some things we're going to do, and whatever we opt out from, we're going to miss the grace of. And so if we're not at stuff, then we're going to miss out on the benefit in our own life and seeing the fruit of that in other people's lives as well. So we don't want it to become heavy and that everyone has to be at everything, but there is a real sense we're trying to facilitate everyone really being able to be as much as possible without overloading one another. And so if you've got questions about this, feel free to tap me up afterwards. Um, and we're going to spend basically much of February processing some of this, outworking the practicalities of it, um, and then February and March it's all going to start coming online. So I'm just going to pray quickly, um, and then we'll wrap up. So, King Jesus, we thank you so much that you've spoken to us and you've called us, um, each of us, to be here this morning. Um, Lord, we're excited to be part of your family. and your, It's a family that's on mission. It's not a static family, but it's a family that's facing a broken world and moves into it. And so, Lord, we do pray that you'd help us to be bearers of light in darkness and that you'd cause us to, to be confident in the gospel uh, for your glory, that many people will be saved and added to your kingdom, uh, not just in this church, but across the churches, all the way across the town. Uh, For your glory, Lord Jesus, we pray. Come and make yourself known in our day and age, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, just to follow through in humble obedience, knowing that we haven't got all the answers, knowing we haven't really got a clue what we're doing. But with your spirit with us, we know ultimately we're going to be all right. So help us, King Jesus, we pray for your glory. Amen. Amen.